Never had it so good. 101.1 radio, the best R&B and hip hop music. The Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. Talk radio with the best host in the business. 
Sports Talk Radio every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1 and it's 24-7, the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshay is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshay has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshay. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities you will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. This is James T.D. Shea, the host of Thought, Love, and Reflection, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. As always, you know I'm pleased to be here with you and have the opportunity to share uh, our thoughts together as we move through life. We're in a place right now where this month, uh, in two days, will be uh, Valentine's Day, uh, which is a day for recognizing the person that you care so very much about. And today I just wanted to discuss and talk about, you know, the greatest gift that God has given us, uh, which is the gift of love. And we need to recognize how powerful that gift is and how it can be corrupted, point that people who are the kindness of kindness of people can be turned into um, pure evil or evil intentions. Let's not say pure evil, but evil intentions. And as I I was going through my um, going through my escapades of trying to find out what to talk about, I ran across one of the most devastating stories. Uh, to happen, and it's the 10-year anniversary of the story. And 
we, those of us who are athletes, uh, who, who spend a lot of time looking at the NFL and, and, and being aware of it, were aware of a guy named Steve McNair. And Steve McNair was special because he came from a Division two school where very few quarterbacks at the Division two level get an opportunity to become pro football players. And he was one of the few that were way above the majority of special athletes. And he met his wife while he was in college. And they uh, had a relationship that blossomed and produced two sons. And so he had a beautiful career. He had a beautiful life. But at some point in his life, he found it necessary to put it in jeopardy. So we want to just talk about how you need to be real sure what it is that you're doing and real sure about how dangerous life outside the umbrella of Christ can endanger what it is that you have established and created. You know, when God gives us a special love, we have to make sure we do everything we can to cultivate that love and keep it going in the right direction and make sure that we don't invite things into our relationship that might be detrimental. I'm sure that Steve McNair didn't choose or think that what he was doing when he invited that young girl into his life, that he was going to take away from himself the special love he had created with his wife and the love that he had for his sons. Uh, The story that I read on ESPN showed that Michelle still has yet to get married or to get involved with anyone. She now has one son that is going off to college on a scholarship, academic scholarship, and she still feels the pain that she had for her loving husband. And so, we, you know, we want to just talk about how sometimes you can take, do something as simple as speak to somebody and start a, a relationship with a person who uh, falls in love, finds themselves unable to handle what it is that you can, you or your intentions are. So this 20-year-old Middle Eastern woman found the love of her life, and when she found out that he did not intend to leave his family, she shot him and committed suicide. So now the the love that was given to McNair and his loving children were lost because of his need to go outside of his relationship. And we know it's hard to say that that would not happen to all of us if we had the charisma he had, the money he had, the history he had. We all realize that it's difficult when you have all those things 
to somehow say no to things that present themselves to you. But we just want to talk about, again, how you need to appreciate when you do get in love, you need to appreciate that love and not do anything that will be detrimental to yourself because you don't know how those kinds of things may turn out. And, again, I'm sure he didn't believe that this sweet, kind, young 20-year-old woman would turn into a murderer because of how he was treating her and what her expectations were for them in the future. Uh, Nate, what, what are your thoughts about recognizing that love is God's most powerful gift to humans and how we have to respect the fact that that, that love can go astray when we mistreat people? Well, first of all, good, good evening to everybody. And, um, you know, it's funny, though, because um, my birthday is on Valentine's Day, and I spend a lot of that time buying somebody, buying a gift on my birthday for somebody else. And I'm, I'm still searching, you know, for love myself. And um, it's one of those things that you have to use wisdom, you know, when you searching for love or you think you're in love. Because you you have to play a lot of scenarios in your mind, you know. One of the things, like with me, I have a, like a ten year rule for me. You can't be within, you have to be somewhere within ten years of my age. I don't, I can't, I don't want to have to deal with anybody who who's younger than ten years old. I don't want to have to raise somebody else's child and everything because they have to be a maturity level to be able to handle certain things. I watch my father cheat on my mom. And I was just having this conversation today, and I watched my mom hold it hold it all together, bust out of it all those years, and my mom found out she was at work, and one of the girls on the job was talking about my father, and she did not know that she was talking about my mom and husband, and she found out on the job one day what my father was doing. And my thing is I'm always very careful or playing with somebody's heart because I want nobody to do my heart. My heart's been broken, so I know how I felt when my heart got broken. I wouldn't dare do that to nobody because just like in Stephen Nair's case, he had no idea, you know, this would happen. Because if he did, he never would have done it. But at the same time, he made a vow. He made he made a commitment. So at the end of the day, with all due respect to him, may so rest in peace, he had no way to put himself in that situation from the get-go. And you, like you said, he heard uh, his family. You know, the, as, if I will not remember, cause I was watching ESPN the other day. I don't think his wife has dated anybody or seen anybody. And hurt takes a long time to recover from. But this is my rule of thumb. I don't mess with nobody's heart because I have children. And I don't want nobody to do that to my sons or my daughters. Thank you. Uh, Brother Smith, you know, everything that looks good is not good for you. And a lot of people need to understand and appreciate the power of love and how when you do things that are outside the norm for for a person that you can get them to the point where they just don't think clearly. And uh, here you're dealing with a a Middleton girl who uh, just uh, comes to America and just was incapable of dealing with 
having a man treat her as well as this man was treating her, giving her an apartment, buying her a vehicle, and she was under the impression that he was going to leave his wife. And once she found out he wasn't, she wasn't able to handle it. Are you Good evening to Yeah, I'm here. I'm here, James. Good evening to everybody. Um, I remember very, very vividly about uh, Steve McNair. Um, in this world that we live in, we have to look at the culture of the people that we're dealing with. And you're right, first of all, about everything that glitters ain't gold, Okay. And our problem is that we don't think with the right head. I'm sorry, ladies, if you're on the line. Sometimes we men don't think with the right head. That's it. We call we call fleshy foolishness love. I know you know it, and I know it. Steve McNair did not love that girl. But that girl, she's she's very vulnerable. She's 20 years old. She's from another culture where she is uh, the man is the dominant person in her life, and he told her, and he he showed her, and I guarantee you on numerous occasions during the case of the of the fleshing fleshiness or foolishness that they were going through that he told her that he loved her because I, I ain't going to lie, I have done it myself as a, as a man growing up, as an entertainer on the road with a reaper. There was many groupies out there, many groupies. And, but I was, the good thing about me at that time, I wasn't married. I wasn't married. So it, 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 it was there for the takings of the, of the gettings. And and also the same their group is in football, basketball, everything. Anybody that's got any kind of po- uh, popularity, there's a whole bunch of groupies involved in it. And so we as men, of those men that are doing it now, have to realize, hey, would I want this same thing to happen to me? I was reading that in uh, uh, one of my sermons the other day, I was writing it, and I went to thinking about all the things that I did. I thought about it, and I, I thought about those things, and I know that God has forgiven me for those things, but they are, they were things that were not right. You say that we love our wives. We say that the wives love their husband. Don't just put it all on the husband, because the wives are, 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 are doing things. They ain't got no business doing at the same time. The thing that kills me is that let's look just we're looking at it now from the husband's standpoint and, and, and that's where I'm gonna stay at. But we do things to try to placate those ladies out there in the street more than we do trying to satisfy and take care a lot of times of our home. We feel like materialistic stuff stuff is going to, oh, oh, she's satisfied. She's got a beautiful home, and 
I make plenty of money. She don't have to worry about nothing. She can go write a check, buy her a new Bentley, do whatever. We feel like, and the children, oh, they they doing great. So I can go out here and I can just have myself a good time. And and, And there is nowhere in the world that Steve McNair didn't have that same kind of attitude in him because he bought this, like you said, he got this girl an apartment, didn't he? He bought her an Escalade of all things. And so this man, he was telling this girl, even if he never spoke the words, he was telling this girl, hey, I want you in my life. Look at what I'm doing for you. Sometimes your actions speak louder than your words. That's why the Bible tells us that your your word, you can say anything. Jesus tells us that we got to believe believe it in our heart and speak it with our mouth. Once you speak it with your mouth, your heart will take it in. And we've got to really understand that that this foolishness of going out running out on each other. Steve McNabb knew the consequences, but I, I know nobody expected to kill. But the culture that this girl came from, if you want to go back and look at it, uh, they, they were definitely man. The man was and is still is the whole thing in their lives. And when she felt like she couldn't have him, she said, "Well, I can't go back to my family because she felt like she was destroyed. She had destroyed her life." So I can't go back to my family. That's the way they feel because they're going to look at me as an outcast. And so she said, well, I'll kill him and I'll kill myself. He can't have his wife. I can't have him. And and so I don't need to be alive. It's a sad situation. There are many times I've been in situations very closely and similar. But you told me, I know I never told you. See, you, you men got to learn to let them women know, first off, I'm married. I ain't leaving home, okay? Number one, we ain't got no business going out there. But I know and y'all know too, whether you want to put it out there or not, you've been out there, okay? I know I went out there. I shouldn't have done it. Even when I got married, after I left this road and became a cop, you women love uniforms, period, too. It wasn't good. It's not good for us. God tells us, you take that woman into your life, you all become one. You all became one. And it took until my second wife's death for me to realize that I had led a miserable life and put my wives through a miserable situation of working mm-hmm. undercover and doing all the things I was doing. So it's 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 it's, it's it, we just got to learn to live by the love of God, unconditional love. Stop jumping out there just because we see something look good. That ain't nothing but a green light shining on brown grass. Okay, the grass is never greener on the other side. Never. The greenest grass come from the love of God. And the love of God tells you to love the one you're with. That's it. All right. 
uh, Joyce, you know, you've raised two sons, and they're very successful. And we just need to make sure our sons know and understand uh, that they can destroy a good life when they just simply turn their focus away from the person that is with them for the long term and to someone that they find a lustful attitude towards. And just like Steve McNair, I'm sure he didn't realize it was going to end up in murder, but that is something you risk when you uh, play with love. When you step out of well, the will uh, of God. Exactly. What what I have to say about his situation, too, is that from what I, I gather, he was sporting this young lady around, too, which meant to me that you had no respect for your wife nor for your kids. Uh, you're not mm-hmm. through temptation. And there's a thin line between love and hate. Thin, real thin line. And you say that it's hard, that uh, it's no excuse. It, it, to me, there, there's no excuse. Yes, uh, I raised my guys up, and I raised them up with the type of philosophy of what Denzel always said to, to his boys. You know, uh, always respect your mom. You know, bring somebody home similar to your mom that they can relate to in the whole bit that has honor, respect for each other. Now, when my son was playing uh, football, professional football, we met him out. Um, we met him out uh, where the hotels. Well, and I was, I was so green. Uh, you know, you, you can be old, but you can still be naive to a lot of stuff. And I had no idea. And and Jay wanted to hurry up and and let us go eat someplace because I didn't know what was going on. I think Cliff knew. Cliff and Jay knew what, but I had no clue. But it was so many women around there, just hanging around there, just like, uh, 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 you know, and, and then I, it just blew my mind because I started looking at the way that he said, Mom, don't you know what that what is going on? And I had no clue, you know. So then it dawned on me. And that's, the, like you say, professional athletes, uniforms, uh, you know, it's just ridiculous. And when I think of that situation, I think about, uh, like uh, the Reverend said, it's a two-way street, too, because I have to look at the O.J. Simpson case particularly Mr. Goldman, they hate O.J. and this and this and that, but you didn't hate him when he was putting you guys up and all that kind of business. You knew that guy was married. To me, you took right. your young daughter on, on this dude. And right. then look what the outcome. Now you hate him, you want every penny, but you, you, you taught her. To me, you gave her up like that. You sold her because he, O.J. gave them businesses. They got ahead. They got a beautiful home in Scottsdale and the whole bit. So it's a two-way street. So to me, you know, I think a woman know her place. You know, if you know that that guy is married, why go there? And they'll promise you the world. And to me, with him, they said McNair was driving around. He he bought her that Escalade. She was ego chipping in the whole bit. But then I'm sure her light bulb comes on and says, okay, I'm tired of the material things. I want to be the lady. And that's where the issue uh-huh. is. But with, with uh-huh. OJ, uh, Nicole, I have to look at that because uh, Marguerite was pregnant with his kids. Mm. And she came to bat for him in the end too. You see, so uh, yield not to temptation. That's all I have to say. Amen. All right, uh, Gee, You know, we when we look at this thing, it has so many different components. This man found his wife in college. They had everything going for them. Their two sons and beautiful home. He had his own business. He just retired. He was 36 years old and had his whole life ahead of him, 
and he mistakenly introduced someone into his life that he did not realize the danger he was putting himself in. Good evening, everybody, and uh, thank you, Jane, for another great topic. Um, I want to tie this conversation, especially the uh, the aftermath of this conversation, I want to tie it into a conversation we had a couple of days ago about the definition or the would-be definition of, 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 of the prostitute and prostitution. And, you know, um, and, and the role that the prostitute plays in society when it comes down to um, giving the married man and the career man an outlet and the end result of the outlet uh, outside of being, uh, being sinful. The end result is that man can just pick up and go back home to his family. See, that's um, that's the that's the that's the that's that's the equalizer. Uh, in this case, um, you know, when it comes down to infidelity and and cheating outside the marriage, James, you're a mathematician. And this is one of the things that a person has to re- realize is that the outcome, the, the supposed outcome of cheating outside your marriage home with a person, if she's not a call girl or a lady of leisure in the way of for pay, if she's not that person, then you're taking on a huge risk because we're dealing, we're dealing with hard data then. And the data is something that the cheating man Overlooks. He don't. He don't look at the data. He look at the emotion of the, of the of the act of doing so. The data is that first of all, the hard data is, women outnumber men fifteen to one. That's 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 the hard data. So when a woman come across a man that seems to have it together, by way of the job, the career, and things like that. In other words. When she come across something that she that that she's not used to, or something that she never had before, that's hard data. So when the man goes into a relationship like that, and not even aware of those things, then he opens himself up to almost anything that goes. Because when you give a baby the pacifier or something that 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 the baby likes. And feel that he that he or she has to have, and if you take that away abruptly, you're gonna have a problem. That's why you wing that's why you wing a baby off a pacifier or off the binky. You wing the baby off the binky. You don't just take it away because you won't have a problem. So when the cheating man don't understand the art that he's doing, and I hate to call it the art, but I'm just saying it's just something that you have to be aware of. If you, if, if you're going to do the game, you got to play it by the rules. And do do I speak from experience? I'm 63 years old. I'm 62 years old, so I might have some experience with that. Um, but you know, again, if when a man is dealing with a woman and he doesn't he doesn't understand that you may be giving her something that she's not used to and she likes what you're doing, and if you're not truthful with her, oh yeah, that's number one rule number one. If you're married, you better try to tell her. 
because if you indulge with her sexually, and don't be a beast in the bed, because if you are, and you and you try to go home back to your wife, you just start a problem. So those are real hard facts, hard data, and that's the way I deal with hard data. Sorry, folks. Thank you. One of the things that people don't seem to understand is that you're dealing with the most powerful emotions that exist in human beings. And that emotion puts you in the mindset that sometimes you act out of character when that emotion is being taken advantage of. So, Nate, when you have a situation where a woman is truly in love and you're playing with her heart, this young lady who's 20 years old, working as a waitress from the Middle East, probably never knew love in her whole entire life. And this man was all that she wanted and ever dreamed of. And he did not realize the potential danger he was putting himself in. And he was risking everything. Yeah. So, you know, people need to recognize love is uncontrollable. You cannot dig the direction people go to when they're in love. You know, as uh I've been to the Middle East and I've seen how the women get over uh, get treated over there. They're second class citizens. They can't even walk the street, they have to walk behind the man. They're not allowed at some events to speak in public. They have to keep themselves covered up so for her coming from that type of culture and everything and having somebody treating her the way that she got treated it's easy to understand why she felt the way she felt because she never had it she never been treated like that before and to and for um Ron, uh, Steve McNair not to take everything what he was doing in consideration how this could uh, can blow up was um, bound on his part because me being in the military, I'm, I'm not going to say anything. I ain't get caught up like that because I did. I'd be lying, you know. Like they said, women like uniforms. And when I got stationed at Fort Bliss, I mean, I, it taught me a lesson. I had women every night trying to hook up with me because I was in a uniform. And me not thinking what could happen because I got caught up in a mess, playing with somebody's heart, and the next time I know she calling my commander and everything. And telling the commander what I was doing, what I wasn't supposed to be doing. Next thing you know, I'm getting a counseling statement because I'm out there playing around and doing things I ain't got no business doing. Now, thankfully, I wasn't married at the time and everything, uh-huh. but I, I could. But but the thing was, I knew my intentions wasn't well. I knew my intentions wasn't right. So I played with her. I, I played with her emotions. I played with her heart and everything like that. And when and then to make a long story short, I got wine. I'm getting put on detail, and it cost me a promotion for a little while, but that's better than the outcome. Um, what it could have been because she, I could have been caught up in a very same situation of 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 being hurt physically or as well as her hurting herself. So we do have to be careful when we're dealing with someone, especially when coming to men. Like like Rev, uh, Rev said earlier, we need to be honest and everything like that. I'm I'm that taught me a lesson. I'm very honest about everything. I tell them about 
everybody who I don't been uh, who who I have dated. Let them know why the reason we broke up. It was my if it was my fault. I, I let them know every single thing about me. That way, if anything come up, I don't told you first. And everything. Right. If I'm not feeling you, if I'm not feeling you a certain way, I'm gonna let you know straight up. Hey, this is where I'm at with this. You know, um, let let let's, let's pray about it. I like I said earlier before. I seen what my dad did to my mama, and and when my mama found out about what I did in the army, she got on to me. She said, "You seen what your father put me through." Why would you put somebody else through that? That scolding from my mom hurt me more than any Article 15 counsel statement, anything else. I saw the tears in her eyes, and I made a, a commitment to myself. I would never hurt another woman because my mama is a woman. Thank you. That's all I got to say on that. Thank you. Yeah, Reverend, you know, some people just don't recognize. They take it very lightly, the power of love. And, the, you know, we read all the time where people lose their minds in regard to to love. And we wonder why in the world would do somebody do that. But they don't understand that there are people who are unable to take and understand or control that, that deepest emotion where you think something belongs to you. I agree with you, James. Um, that's our biggest problem in society today is that we have lost the true definition of love. We we, we really have. It's, we, if we don't have the love of God, and God said it himself, he said, how can you love your fellow man? How can you love me if you don't love your fellow man? And and, and he's talking about our our spouses and our friends or whomever. And, and we need to really get back to um, trying to help stop putting conditions on everything that we do. Women and men, I'm not just talking about men now. Women and men, this new, newer generation out here, even some of us older generational people, we've got to really stop looking at what we can get out of other somebody else. We've got to stop looking at what is this going to benefit me. Well, well, first of all, do you really love this person? Is this the love that you would want to receive no matter what? Is this really true love? Is this? We've got to learn, go back and find out what the actual definition of true love is. And the only way we can do that is look in the word of God. There are no conditions on love. You've got to love, first of all, we've got to learn to love ourselves. If you don't love yourself, you can't really and truthfully love someone else. You can go play with their hearts and, and like like, like um, uh, Nate was saying, you, you can mess people up like that. And that was something my mother told me a long time ago also, Nate. She told me, boy, if I ever catch you out there messing over somebody, I will bust you upside your head. And my mama didn't play. But, you know, my, and, but I did it anyway because after she was gone, anyway, I just did <laughs> what I wanted to do. But the thing of it is is that what you do will turn around and come back on you. Then you're going to want, well, why she did me like that? And I don't know why I loved her so much because you did somebody else like that. And so... Here we are. The greatest 
misunderstanding that I can get from all that is going on now is the definition that was given to me years and years ago of what is love. And I thought it was stupid then. And I don't I think that we are taking it more literal now that love is a misunderstanding between two fools. And and it's not. It's not. Love is a, a, a love is the greatest thing of all if we love it in the way that God intended for us to do it. Not because that person is good in bed, not because that person can can give you a good life, not because that person can buy you this or do this. Then stop putting conditions on what we think of one another. Oh, he can't do nothing for me, so I don't need him. That might have been the best thing that ever happened to you in your life. Don't you know that you're what you you accept that person the way they are? God may, will elevate you to a higher height because you went in with the truth of, of truth of love, and both of you are fighting hard to keep it together. But most of us nowadays, nowadays, not no most, most all people, really it seems like to me they go into a relationship about. What can this person do for me? And what can I, well, I, I don't, yeah, but I mean, in a relationship, you need to bring something to the table, but not like that. Not That's not what I'm talking. You don't, you don't, oh, I, hey, I go to bed with you, so I shouldn't have to do nothing. Get out of my house. That's what you better do. I can go to bed with a cat, you know, chicken, dog, anything. That's what, that's what some people say. You know, so we've got to come back to reality. And nowadays with this newer generation, there's no such thing as love. It's all about the physical part. And y'all know it and I know it. So where do we, Steve McNair, 36 years old, 10 years ago, this boy still would have been young at 46. He, He's not the only one that, in that line of work that has done this to himself. Sam Cook, you know, and others. They did this to themselves. Al Green. All because of trying to get something, use women. We can't use women that way, men. And women, you can't use us that way either. It's got to be real. God bless. Uh, You know, it, it is sad that we have to work so hard to help ourselves understand and appreciate the gift that God gave to us and the kind of commitment we ought to make to the people that we say we love and recognize that there are going to be times when we got to go beyond ourselves to keep that relationship going in the right direction. You know, and, and you don't want to have to learn the lessons the way Steve McNair had to learn it. Well, well, correct. What he did, what I think he felt to do is that on a relationship is a give-and-take relationship, but that give-and-take relationship should be within the home. 
uh, the moment that he disrespected his wife and went outside the home, you know, he left himself vulnerable for all type of situations. I think a lot of times that uh, uh, our young people, they make it, they tend to get up there, and um, the average person, too, I think they ego trip a lot, you know. And then they forget that a lot of times people don't love them for what they have is what they can do for them, you see. And they have to be able to distinguish the the, the difference. Um, this Reverend, I forgot what his name, uh, T.J. Jakes, uh, since this month we're talking about love and we're talking about February, uh, Black History Month, um, he had a, a sermon on how to tell, uh, how to choose a person and how you know whether or not that person is real. So I'm going to stick in on Google that and possibly share that this week with everyone because that's something that we can tell our young people. Uh, he was telling them how to identify people, the ones that come into your life for purpose, reasons, and ones that are just there that you need to kind of, you know, um, say hello and keep it pushing. But uh, I, 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 I fought him. Like I say, he and what made it so bad that everybody in town, you know, where he lived, that's a small city. No matter how big it is, it's small when, when your stuff is out there and it gets around. But he was sporting this, this lady and the whole bit. But in the end, you know, his wife, she never did give him that disrespect that he gave her. And uh, she was with him all the way to the end. And she still confesses her love for him to this day. And, it's you know, he missed yeah. out on raising his boys and the love that he had with this woman he met when he was in college. And he just did not appreciate what he was putting at risk. That's uh, true. Gee, and, uh, gee, what isn't it important for us to learn how to value what we have before we start looking outside of of uh, our connections? We need to value what it is that we have presently and not put it at risk. Are you there, Dean? Yes, I am, Jameis. I thought I had it off me, but I had it on me. Um, I've only learned that through experience um, and through God's grace, uh, he saw me. He saw me through all my um, insanity in my earlier life. Um, and that being said, um, you know, listening to Pastor Smith, uh, it, it it brings to the realization for me that uh, love, as as simple as it sounds, is a very complicated um, endeavor to undertake. Because in order to do so, one will have to hope that the, that the other person is on the same page as you are especially when you come to understand the difficult, uh, the complicated intricacies of love. And this is what I mean when I say all of that. Love is an art form. It's an art. And when you understand how the art of love works, then you can really begin to appreciate it. That's why 
and I don't mean to throw any stones. That's why some people don't haven't found love because they're looking for love, but they don't really understand what it is they're looking for. And then you got to hope that the person that you're seeking understands what love is also. Now, my perception of love is a lot of giving and less expectancy of what I'm getting back. My my experience has been the more I give, just like just like in, in just like in Christianity, the more you give, the more you will get back. But the art of giving first is the art. The art of giving without with the without the intention of expectancy or what you're gonna get back, or what you what you're gonna do for me. That's that's the drawback. So I have found happiness in that I make it a point to first give happiness. And you know, every day is not a good day, but I'm you know my expectations are to keep it uh, in the realm of Christ-like. And I think that I saw I saw the, the the layout of your of your talk today. And and keeping it Christ like it keeps you in a it keeps you in a in a in a realm, and it, and it keeps you in a, in a it keeps your surroundings safe where what 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 you put out is what you're gonna get back. And if you're not in the realm of Christ, then you, the gates are down, and anybody can come into your life and just kind of abrupt everything. So I'd rather stay in the realm of Christ, and 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 not have high expectations of of everything, but just just receive back what I give out. Thank you, James. All right, we're going to take a short break, and we'll come back and continue our conversation. So, what do you want to do? I'm here, baby. I'm ready, baby. I'm waiting on you. Thank you. 
we 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 can't expect something that we don't give in return, even though we do get it. We get it, but we only will get it for a very short period of time because everything catches up with us. And that's exactly what happens when these prisoners who who feel feel like they can go to jail and stay two or three years and want these ladies to stay loyal to them. Uh, Anyone that thinks that is kind of off anyway. And then some of the women do. Unfortunately, they they be waiting for that man to get, get get out. But the whole while he was out, he didn't do anything for her either. Because if he was thinking about her, he wouldn't have never went to jail. If he loved her, he would have made sure that he provided to the point that I uh, got himself together. Thought about I, I just I can't leave my family like this. Uh, uh, if they're just dating, I, I can't leave it like this. So I don't, I, I don't understand the rationale a lot of times behind some of these individuals' thoughts. I think it's all crazy. I really do think it's really crazy. Sometimes I, I don't really think the younger generation, or in prison and out of prison, have any kind of rational thoughts. Sometimes I'm not talking about all. I'm talking about some. Because right now in prison, we have women that are married. That's how that's how short a shortage of men is is, is taking them to. They are marrying these men that are in prison. Now, what's wrong with that? Is that love? What is it? I don't know. I don't know. So I just think it's all crazy. It's all crazy to me. It's all crazy to me. Well, you, you're right I, that love is displayed in a many, uh, many different ways. And when you recognize that you don't want to put somebody in jeopardy uh, by not being there to protect them and provide for them, you're willing to take a, a honest job that makes a little, at least you're there with them. But when you live, right. leave them, under their own, on their own, because you chose to do something illegal, and then you want their faith is asking a little bit too much. And so, Joyce, you know, a lot of our men need to learn that love is displayed through commitment and dedication and a willingness to get up and go to work every day to make sure that you can provide shelter and food. True, and I and I think a lot of times people misconceive the big picture. And to me, the big picture is is doing the struggling together, you know, uh, building it together. That's the beauty of it because you can sit back and you look on it and you can reflect how far you came and how far you've gotten as a couple. You know, that's how I look at it. Uh, I guess, you know, my mom, my dad raised, you know, nine kids, six girls, three boys but never had no trouble with anyone because I guess the fear of trying to go in a jail, just, you know, it, it just, it's, I can't even conceive being locked up, you know. None of my brothers are my sisters that way, you know, and uh, just the idea alone that kind of scare. But I think what we, we tend to forget is that everybody want a quick fix, want something right away. And um, 
also too trying to claim a person. You can't claim nobody. You know, it, it's got to be feelings there. You know, you can't buy nobody because all that are materialistic things. And it, it, it's not about materialistic. And the sooner that we can figure that out because all this stuff that you, you're craving for and you're willing to do, uh, break the law to get, for what? Because it's not going to stay in style that long. You know, things move so fast. So what you have broken the law for and going to spend four, five, six, I, I say 15, 20, 30 years, because that's what brothers do. They don't do two or three years no more. You know, what you by the time you come out, it's a whole new ball game. For what did you do to do that? Let's think before we act. And we got to teach our young people that. It ain't about the materialistic thing. You got to look beyond that, you see. So um, that's how I look at it. Regina, we've, we've been talking about how powerful love is, and we've talked about um, Steve McNair and how he involved an extra uh, side woman in his life, not recognizing how much he was going to lose by having her in his life and that she would eventually kill him because he, he was not willing to leave his wife. And now all the things that he missed out on, so why do you think it is that people just don't understand the power of love and the, not the kind of respect they need to have when they uh, say that they love somebody? Uh, good evening. I think that um, oftentimes, and you said men, Oftentimes, men are not. I think I think they just don't, or they are not made to think. Things are given to them very easily. Things, time. Um, you know, women give their time to them too easily. A man will text a woman, "W." Y-D, what you doing? And she'll text them back just like that. Um, not saying, not calling, I'm going to come in um, or, or would you go out? I've made reservations or or can we go somewhere at a certain time? That's really easy. Um, men going to pick up women from their homes, and the women know what time it is, and they go anyway and pretend, oh, no, no, I'm not going to do this and end up right there doing it. Too easy. Men are not made to work for anything, and anything worth having is worth working for. I didn't believe it until I started making Men work for it. Now, you may go without for a long time, but it's oh so worth it because you have your self-esteem, and eventually the man will say, she's worth it. She didn't give in to me. When he comes to his, to, to his, his thinking, she didn't give in. She did not give in, and I tried everything. That's a smart woman. They're not meant to work, so that's why they just bounce and do what they do. 
And there is a cost for that kind of behavior. You know, we're looking at um, Steve McNair died when he was 26, and now he's 46, and his son, he would have been 46, his son is now going off to college. And all these things he did not get to experience because he needed and wanted to have this girl on the side, not realizing the kind of danger she was putting him in. And so, you know, we really need to recognize what we stand to lose when we allow ourselves to go down these roads where the danger is not clear. But, Reverend Smith, there is a danger. Whether or not any time we go outside the law's umbrella, there is a danger. And that danger may not be clear to you, but it can be devastating. Reverend Smith? Yeah, I'm here, James. I always have to come off a of mute. Uh, but you're <laughs> right. <laughs> there, is a, there is a danger. There's always a danger. When you're, first of all, you shouldn't be doing it. And when you step, up, you step out of the will of God, first of all, you, right. you're putting yourself in a tremendous danger. If you step out of the will of God, you're putting yourself mm-hmm. in a tremendous, tremendous danger. And, and, and a lot of people think it's a reference to life and death, but it's not life and death. It's your health. It's your 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 abilities to 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 uh, to uh, to grow. It's your ability to to maintain your lifestyle that you have. There's so many reasons. That when we step out of the will of God, that so many things happen to us, and we be wondering, and as if we don't know, we be wondering what's going on, and basically we know what's going on because we just we just messed up, we messed just messed up, and Steve McNabb messed up really bad. He messed up really bad. He had a a love. Now I'm gonna tell you right now, I would give anything in the world. To have a, a loving wife and a loving home, I really, even at my age now, and like Nate, Nate, you're not by yourself. Your birthday is on the 14th, mine is on the 15th, so I'm a day after you. <laughs> so, but I just, I just thank God though that He has allowed us that are here today, we men that are here today, to come to our center. And and don't think that your life is ever finished because God is the only person that has the last say-so in your life, you know? So it, it, don't worry about your mistakes. That is a thing, another thing that causes a lot of love to be messed up and, 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 and go by the wayside because we are living in the past. Of our lives I have a saying that says Don't let your yesterday Mess with your today Because it will destroy your tomorrow And that's something that we really need to grasp onto Love doesn't have a date A day stamped on it Love does not have a date stamped on it But God knows If he sees your heart And knows that you 
want this and you're going to do real well with it and you're going to handle it the way that you God ain't going to sit there and hold your hand all the time. People's tongue going to fall out. We're going to fall out. But stop running away every time you get upset or angry. Communication is the greatest thing in the world. And that's what's happening with our younger generation. They don't have any kind of communication because they have not been taught about communication. They don't care about communication. Oh, I ain't worried about it. Let the help or go or something like that. That's what they say. I've heard them say it. I get another one. I got another one anyway. You know, they think that's cool. I used to even think that that was cool when I was younger. But when if they make it to an older, if they make it to an older age, they will realize that there's nothing worse than loneliness. Because God himself said, it's not good. He said that. I didn't say it. It's not good for man to be alone. There was a purpose behind that. It was called love. It was called love. And that's why when we leave our parents' house and we get with our wives or whomever, we should become one. Stop the foolishness. Learn to communicate. Learn to talk. We need to teach our young men to stop that running around. You think because you got 14 and 15 women, you, you think that's cool because you ain't you somebody out there going lacking anyway. You tell me, you know, don't know, man, I, I get sick of men talking about, oh, I got me five or six of them. You ain't doing nothing with none of them. Because if we catch the devil, I only one, less known five or six. So we need to get to the point of loving the one we're with. Love the one you're with. And I believe with all my heart now, that if I ever get that opportunity again, even at my age, because I'm still, you know, I'm still a young man for as I'm concerned. Might be some snow on the chimney, but there's a whole lot of fire in the furnace. But I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now. I believe, I believe that God is Tell going to repeat to repeat that. You might be what? <laughs> <laughs> I might be. Old, as you, as you all want to call it, but you know nowadays they say that the the, the new fifty is the new seventy. You know, the seventy is the new fifty. I mean, and I might have a lot of snow on the on the chimney, a lot of snow. Might be twenty inches of snow on the chimney, but that fire in the furnace is burning real all high. Right. Burning real high. All right, so, all right. I heard that. that. Amen. <laughs> what we need to understand is that God has God has given us a, a valued, a really valued something that we ought to treasure. I didn't treasure it for many years. So I'm not ashamed of that though. But I know that I was wrong now. And God has forgiven me, so I'm not looking back on what happened to me yesterday. I'm, I'm wondering about what can I do about my situation today. Steve McNabb <laughs> made a terrible mistake. God left him here. God took him away from here for whatever reason that he chose to. 
allowed the girl to take him away anyway. And then she took her own life. I thank God that I'm going to try to make the most. And we, all of us men on this line, and even those that don't want to even open their mouth or whatever, all of us need to realize we got a second chance. Use it wisely. Use it All right, we're going to take our final break. We're going to take our final break, and we're going to come back and let everybody have their last word. We got it together, didn't we? We've definitely got our thing together, don't we? Isn't that nice? I mean, really, when you really sit and think about it, isn't it really, really nice? I can easily feel myself slipping more and more away That super world of my own. Nobody but you and me. We've got it together, baby.
Well, my my final thoughts are to say that uh, Miss Regina was right in a lot of respects. Um, you know, again, the math is that uh, we men are outnumbered by women, and we have a tendency to um, to expect that everything is supposed to be given to us by women because we feel that we uh, we have so many choices in uh, in in our in our relationship life, but. Um, my final thought actually is um, is to learn to I've learned to be uh, appreciative to the simplest things. Um, I've learned to cultivate, and in cultivating a, a good relationship, I believe that my returns will be high. And thank you, James, for another great show. All right, Regina, your final thoughts for this evening. Regina? Yes? Your final thoughts for this evening? Okay. Um, I think prayer and patience are the keys to a successful relationship. Unfortunately, and fortunately, I don't know which one it is, but it takes maturity to realize that and even though 70 what is it 70 is the new 50 suppose you discovered all of that at an earlier age we're thankful for where we are at our ages but I just wish the things that I know now I had discovered them earlier but I still pray and I still have patience and I still know that even though I may not get flowers on Wednesday, I know that I am loved and I know that I know how to love. So thank you all for this conversation. It was just confirmation of what I know. And thank you, Regina. Reverend Smith, your final thought for this evening? I, I just take what Regina says and piggyback off of that. Uh, it's not an easy road that any of us are on, okay? I've been on this road a lot longer than most of you. I've made a lot of mistakes but I've also made some good choices in my life also. As far as my personal life is concerned, I don't mind saying I've made some really terrible mistakes in my personal life because I got married for all the wrong reasons a lot of times. Uh, I don't mean I got no whole million women out, but I mean I, I just made some mistakes. We've got to, Regina, the right thing is prayer to Prayer first and patience second. Not patience and then prayer, but prayer first and then patience. I know 
I know for a fact, and then I'm finished, I know for a fact that God, there is someone out there for every one of us. No matter who you are, what you've done, where you've been, God has that. We've overlooked them because they didn't look like we want them to look. They didn't act like we want them to act. But God said, how do you know you can't judge a book by its cover? So that's our biggest problem a lot of times. We overlook the things that God give us because they don't have a six-pack or they don't have any all this other stuff that we want them to have. But the one thing that they do have is a true heart. God bless. And take care. Guys, I look forward to seeing you tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, recognizing that this show is not what it can be without your continued support. Take care, everybody. See you tomorrow. God bless, guys.
Let's go.